Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man feeling a little weird brett uh the other night I was upstairs doing adult things and a bat flew in the room and it had me all kind of hot and bothered and has me feeling a oh no you're way not getting it. into what what's it called what's the when you're in you're you're not a zoophile are you I don't know, man. I I don't know. A bat flew in. I was in the throes of passion, and then I don't know what. Well, came I also over have me. to thank uh, thank Greg of the Dead because when we first started doing this podcast, we've always I don't know if we've ever really t- told our origin story, but I was walking down the road looking mighty disheveled with a piece of wood in my hand and a microphone, going, "I'm a podcaster." I'm a podcaster! <laughs> and Greg took me into his home and fixed me up and made me the man I am today. <laughs> you sure, we'll go with that. So, as you can tell, we are both very extremely excited to be doing Vampire's Kiss this week. I'm so excited, man. And this movie, I I think I sent you Snapchats and I replayed. This is one of those movies I can watch by myself. And you know how rare it is? To actually laugh out loud, <laughs> not where people text right. LOL on everything, to literally have sounds emit from you in a room by yourself at a movie you have seen before. How rare <laughs> like, this I is. I had the same exact thing because I watched this alone today and I was laughing by myself at some of these scenes out loud where I know Liz is sitting downstairs being like he's laughing at Vampire's Kiss again. <laughs> and look, also watching it with like. I hate to say it critical eye, because look, we're throbbing with horror. We're not like, <laughs> we're barely critics. But like, watching it, the eye that we do for the podcast, honestly, I have some interesting thoughts I never considered on this movie. See, it's, before. this is nothing short of a masterpiece. Citizen Kane, what? No, Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> honestly, look, look, if you're new here, full spoilers ahead. Um, but here's the thing. I think Vampire's Kiss, and I'm going to catch hell for this one, does American Psycho maybe better than American I was Psycho? the same thing today of like how much this is like American Psycho before that came out. But look, I'm not saying it's the better movie, so put your torches and pitchforks down, people. But I think as far as a man just losing his mind and like going all in on his delusions and everything... I think Vampire's Kiss gets that point across better. Yeah, where it's like a businessman who's losing his mind. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm like, is Vampire's Kiss actually genius yes. watching it this time? Yes, it is. Like, uh, this, during quarantine in 2020, everyone made stupid purchases. Liz and I's stupid purchase was a custom-made Vampire's Kiss Nicolas Cage shower curtain. That's not a stupid purchase at all. I have seen this shower curtain, and it's glorious. It's like, it was like only 20-some bucks shipped. And I would just love to have the look on the face of the people making it, of just like, either they know what it is, and they're like, oh, okay. Even just by the meme. Or they're like, what the fuck is this giant face that's grinning at me? 
<laughs> Dude, and so Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of horror movies, honestly. You know how funny it is that the second one we do is Vampire's Kiss? Well, this is also, like, there are so many movies that I need to hold myself back from doing immediately. This is one of them, where I was like, Vampire's Kiss is so much fun, and technically it's a vampire, so it's horror. We can do this. Oh, yeah, I'm not denying it. It's Look, it's lighter on the horror side, but honestly, it's... It doesn't let you know the twist, kind of, until the end. So, yeah, it's a horror movie. And there's death in it. Yeah, there. Kind of brutal death, one of them. Oh, yeah. We're, and I can't believe that he gets by with it. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's some really dark parts to this yeah. movie, too, like, that we'll get to and everything. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, Look, I guess I'll throw that warning out real quick. Yeah. Like, look, you don't... It's not shown in graphic detail or really detail at all to the point that you almost don't even catch that it happened. But slight sexual assault warning, it's more implied than actually shown or anything, but there's one bit with that, and then it kind of, even the story kind of just blows past it. Yeah, and it's only mentioned later, and it's really weird how it's mentioned, and then they're like, the therapist just blows it off, because this is in his, like, major delusion of, like, oh, you're fine! (laughs) (laughs) So... If you haven't seen this movie before, it's the classic Nick Cage behind the desk making the weird face looking up. It's that movie. Yeah. <laughs> if, exactly. If you're into meme culture at all, or no memes at whatsoever online, you've most likely seen this picture of Nicolas Cage. I mean, if you're listening to a podcast, I'm assuming you're internet savvy enough that you have come across it. Unless somehow we were being picked up on some weird AM station, which would be cool. I mean, I'd be down for it. But, alright, so, Vampire's Kiss from 1988, rated R, directed by Robert Bierman. Woo! You wanna get into this thing? Yeah. Episode 95, man, we are on the road to 100. Oh, yeah, we're very close, I'm excited. Oh, real quick, can I scold the listeners, the Gorfiends and the Horror Hounds for a second? Sure. Okay, we released that bonus episode, which thank you guys for listening, the 25 best 80s horror movies. And in that episode, I specifically said, stop listening to that first episode. And what do they do, Brett? Oh, did they I, listen I see to that episode? Oh, it gets got a huge uptick after that. You're all assholes. Why? It's the first episode. Like I've said terrible. before, there's none of our like normal things that you probably like the show for. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all. I just need to scold the listeners for a second. Or keep listening to it. I don't care. If you like us that much. If it makes you happy, enjoy. But I hate it. I go back to the first episode of Tell em, Steve, Dave, all the time. Josh Groban stole my mom. And even though it's early Tell em, Steve, Dave, I still love it. So who knows? I, I don't like it, though. I don't either. Alright. So, Nicolas Cage is playing Peter, and we start with him at Therapy. I, we'll get into therapy and maybe some theories on it later on, but, and he's talking about picking up a woman at a bar and then it cuts to that. And I guess Peter's a pretty good ladies man. He's pretty successful, like womanizer type character because he gets away by doing this weird medieval accent, like, come, my chariot awaits to my castle and all this kind of stuff. And it somehow works. Well, they're also obviously like blind drunk because they're stumbling everywhere they will not stop laughing yeah like when he hails a cab he's like my steed and stuff like that yeah and then they go they get to the apartment 
and then we're cover what goes on in the apartment. But even when they're leaving, they're stumbling down the stairs, they're falling all over the place. They're going back out. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess basically he works and by work I mean sits at his desk and yells at his assistant and then goes out. That's pretty much his life. Yeah, I've known people pretty close to that. Yeah. But when they're in his apartment getting it on, it's all fun and everything's going on. Everyone's getting sexy. He's drunk and being hilarious the whole time. And a fucking bat flies in. And I, this bat's huge. Like, it's the size of a pigeon. Oh, yeah. It's huge and, like, furry and whatnot. And this is where th- there's a couple different takes, I guess, you could do on this movie. I almost see it as he gets bit by this vampire bat. And it's just a normal bat, but bats have rabies. So I think he gets rabies in this movie and it makes him go like way insane. I didn't take it as that. We'll get to my take too, but okay, that's interesting. That's my headcanon. I think his delusions have actually already slightly started at this point, which we'll get to. But okay. I don't. I think the bat's real. Um, flies in. I love him going shoo shoo to the bat. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing it in this weird like. For some reason, Nicolas Cage breaks into like a weird British accent every once in a while in this movie, where he's like a shoo shoo. <laughs> well, no, he's still doing the medieval thing here. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, okay, the bat is at least, like, cornered itself in these drapes. Why are you trying to make it fly again? This movie also reminded me, I know this came out in the 80s, but really gave me, like, a early 90s, like, comedy nostalgia, this movie. Like, more of the set and everything like that. Like, it reminds me, like, Liar Liar and The yeah. Wedding Singer and those kind of movies. Just, like, the way all the, like, inside, like, the walls, the buildings, everything like that is. I could see that. And I don't know, made me feel like, oh, I'm aging and mortal for a second. <laughs> but uh, they both leave. Next day, we get a quick scene of him at work. He doesn't wear socks for some reason. Not important, but just I noticed. <laughs> then back at therapy, and he tells his therapist about how he got turned on by the bat. Yeah, and the therapist is like, well, you were just being passionate with a woman. He's like, yes, I was. I was being passionate with a woman. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another movie where it's going to sound like I'm bouncing, but this movie does a ton of bouncing back yeah. and forth. The, to basically three or four different settings, and that's what it does. Yeah, it's not as bad as Evil Bong, where there's only two. At least there's, like, about five. <laughs> yeah. So, back at work the next day, uh, he we're introduced to Alva, uh, our other main character, I guess we could say. Yeah, I would say the second one. Well, she's billed second on Letterbox right here. Yeah, um, also, horror royalty, Brett. Oh, really? Yes, she is in Predator 2. Oh, that, that's even <laughs> less of a horror movie than the first one. <laughs> I was so excited to drop that. I have that oh. planned since I watched this movie. Fuck but this anyway. Movie. <laughs> but, I love that. I would love that she's in Predator Two, still just going through files where the predators attacking the office. She's like, "I need to find this for Mister Low." <laughs> <laughs> but so basically, he works at like a literature publishing company, and okay. an author has called and requested just because he'd like it his con- his very first contract. I guess he wants to frame it or something like that. 
and they make a copy of every contract they do. So, okay, yeah, I'll have my assistant find it. It's almost, it's from the very beginning how this guy's putting it is, it's a throwaway thing. When you get to it, you get to it. It's nothing that's important. No, don't put yourself out about it. Just, I would like to have it at some point. So, thank you. And this immediately becomes one of the biggest plot things of the entire movie is them looking for this contract. Oh, this is the movie. Yeah. If you ask me, this is what the movie is. The title could have been A Woman Struggles <laughs> to Find a Contract. It's like filing dispute. <laughs> he has tasked Alva with having to find the contract. He's not going to look him- himself because apparently it's a really shitty job just going over contract after contract. And he does tell her, I checked this place and this place. I need you to check this place. And he yells at her because she just is checking the two places he already said he checked. Yeah, and actually it's like kind of being due diligent. Like, well, just in case, I want to check everything. I can see from her point of view, like, I'm going to start there, even though you look through it. But even at the very beginning when he gives her the task, it's almost throw. It's almost a throwaway thing of like, I need you to do this, you know, he would like it very much, thank you. And the fact yeah, that exactly. she didn't make it happen within, like, one eight-hour days period, he's already pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's kind of an asshole. No. Yeah, he's he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. um, at the bar this night, he hits on this girl, Rachel. She is also kind of a main character? Yeah, in a way. Because it shows them back at his apartment in bed, and she bites his neck. At first, just, like, making out bites his neck, but then she, like, leans back and you see fangs and everything like that, and oh my god, she's a vampire. And then he starts doing the, like, he's like, no, no, what are you doing? And then it's like, yes, yes. (laughs) Can I point out the weird thing about all of her scenes when she's Uh. topless and they're in bed together? What? Um, please tell me you saw it too so I don't feel weird. I don't know what you mean. Uh, the weird, like tape over her boobs. Oh, I did see... Yeah, I noticed something off. Yeah, okay. That's all. <laughs> I guess she wasn't getting naked with Nicolas Cage completely. She's like, I'm wearing pasties then. <laughs> oh, poor Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's like, a method, you need to bite me! <laughs> then, like, afterward, they're laying there, and she's like, it's alright, you chose me, all gothy and sinister sounding. Yeah, and it... It's very much, especially here at the very beginning, is kind of the Dracula story with Renfield. Of when yeah. he starts getting pulled in. At first, Renfield is still kind of pretty normal. Like, if anything, he feels a little heightened, but something's off. And then as things keep going on, he just gets worse and worse and even more disheveled. Speaking of Renfield and vampires and Nicolas Cage, he's playing Dracula in the movie Renfield coming out. Oh, which I saw those behind the scenes, like pictures that I think people stole. They were like snuck like somewhere and got pictures of him, but he looks cool. Oh, I can't wait. You know, we're covering that. Oh, for sure. I can't wait for that. And you know how Uh, pumped Nicolas Cage must be to finally play Dracula? Oh, I'm sure. But the next morning he's shaving and his neck hurts when he gets to, like, where he was bit at and everything. Yeah, because someone bit your neck. That's a normal thing. But, okay, I'm going to break into my theory here. I don't think the therapist is real. Okay. 
Like, I don't think there was ever a therapist. Okay, so that's just already he's insane. I think he was insane from the very beginning, and any time we cut to him talking to the therapist, it's him trying to work out his issues in his head. I mean, that, especially at the end, what happens, I could see that. Exactly. And so I don't think, I think he was nuts from the beginning and then just escalated from there. So, okay. I that's all. So I don't even think it's the rabies or anything like that. I think he's just always been crazy. Okay. Because there's two different ways I could take it. Either, like, the rabies makes him crazy, or he's just insane from the very beginning. Yeah. But he goes and makes coffee for uh, Rachel and takes it back to the bed, and <laughs> she's gone. And he looks like, like, when I'm playing with my dog's bone and throwing it with him, and then I hide it behind my back, that's the reaction he has to her not being there. Like, what the fuck? Where'd you go? <laughs> But I love he starts, like, shaking his, like, the dish with the coffee on. And he's like, it's okay if you don't like it. I can send out. I do it all the time. And then <laughs> he starts shaking the plate, like, extremely violently. But none of it spills. No, he's a pro. It's all staying on there. Yeah. Uh, he's at an art exhibit date with the girl he was at at the very beginning of the movie. And he's bored with it. They're looking at a painting. He's like, oh, can you excuse me for a second? <laughs> he just runs away. I love, yeah, he just like, I mean, he's first starts going towards the bathroom. Where I even love how she puts it of, what do you think about this art piece? And he's like, I gotta go take a piss. And walks away from her. And he's about to go in the bathroom, <laughs> but sees the exit. And then runs out the exit, hails a cab. And then just goes home to sit in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, this is like she waits around for a little while and then is like rolls her eyes and it's like what the fuck and leaves and then she calls him when he's just laying on the in the dark it's like don't you ever contact me again you're an asshole no one should treat anyone like that like how dare you fuck you it's like well fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dex is back at therapy, and she's very excited to pick up, because she's just as intrigued as we the Watchers are about, you were talking about an incident with a bat, and like, I don't recall. And yeah. she's just like, what, how do you not remember this rightfully so? And he goes, oh yes, that, I guess I was just horny when the bat incident happened. Yeah, and just completely, it's like, oh no, that's nothing. Yeah, that's but that's all pretty much, and yeah. she's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not going to get to write a thesis on you. Yeah, where it's, she does have this weird, like, at times she's, like, extremely bored and, like, checking her watch. And other times, like you said, like, she's extremely enthusiastic and like, oh my god, like, tell me about the bat boner. Why I think she isn't real. Yeah, that, that's true, I could see that. Um, back at work the next day, more yelling at Alva about not finding the contract yet. This isn't the crazy part yet, but holy shit, tension is building. Okay, what parts... Oh, is this when he calls her in and kind of yells at her? Or is this the Alva part? No, this isn't that part. That okay. is my favorite. I know there's two of those freakout ones, but yeah. that one's my favorite. This is the, you're the lowest oh. on the totem pole one. Uh, have we also gotten into the alphabet part yet? The alphabet's with therapy complaining about it. Okay. But, you know, this is, 
Um, I was like, maybe you could give me someone else to help me. It's a very big job. I couldn't ask anyone else to do that. That's <laughs> such a terrible job. And even if I could, I wouldn't. You're the lowest on the totem pole. Like, he's just such an asshole. It's like, even if there was someone here one day longer than you, Elva, one day, I wouldn't ask him to do this. This is the worst job that there is in the entire company. The worst. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, and you know what? She soldiers through this so well. I know later she starts, like, trying to hide from him and stuff. But that's well past the point that I'd be avoiding this dude. Oh, yeah, where it's like, oh, shit, like, my boss is being like this. I'm already like, okay, I quit. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't put up with that for a day. And so he's yelling at her. Look, I'm getting some of my Alba things mixed up, probably. But anyway, he calls her in after that, and he's like, I want you to sit here and listen to this game I have to play. Like, uh, when I call him and tell him we haven't found the contract yet. And he calls the author who's asking for the contract, and it's, I don't think she can hear the other end, no, right? No, So, he's like, oh, hey, I was going to call you anyway. I just wanted to tell you, take your time on the contract. I know that's not going to be an easy thing to find. Whenever you get to it, I don't care if it takes months. Just whenever you get there, no problem at all. I was like, okay. He hangs up. He's like, I hope you heard that song and dance I had to do there. We're probably going to lose him as a client. He said if we don't find it, he's going to drop us. As you can hear, Alva, I wasn't even be able to get in a word in edgewise. He is extremely <laughs> pissed. This is He's all you're mad at all. Alva. You're going to make the entire company go bankrupt, and it's your fault. <laughs> he seems like such a nice guy, the author, too. Yeah. Um, he's in a diner, and he starts freaking out in the <laughs> diner for no reason at the people behind him. What, they're just having, like, regular conversation or something, right? It's nothing obnoxious or weird. It's something like, he took me to the park, and then he got down on one knee, and then oh, the, that's right. the friends is like, what did he do? He proposed to me! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and he's spazzes and slams his fist out and freaks out and yells at him and leaves the diner. (laughs) And then he, like, drops to the ground outside the diner, clutching his neck where he was bit. Some guy, like, sir, are you okay? And he's like, ah, and runs away. Yeah, where it's uh, very much of, like, now that guy's going to walk in the diner being like, what the fuck's that guy's problem? And everyone's like, I can't believe you even, like, talked to him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he calls the woman who's on the art exhibit date with and says he'll explain at the bar, like, just meet me up, there's an emergency, when he's at home. And then he's about to leave, and he hears a knock on the door, but there's nobody there. Then Rachel disappears in his apartment again, and we get some more sex and some more biting from her. Well, it's another, yeah, where Jackie, is that the his, like, old girlfriend, right? I think I that's her name. I'm sorry, I don't have time. I believe it's Jackie. It up. looks right here. So, like, she's already waiting at the bar. And this is even before uh, Rachel shows back up. Of He's taking his time. Like, she's already pissed off that he's taking so long. and Because he's walking down the steps, like, one... Too. He's like fixing his tie. It's like you were gonna lose this woman already, even before Vampire Mistress showed back up and like lured you back to bed. The thing is, to jump to the ending a little bit, 
Do you take it the same way I did? They had their initial encounter. Like, that was real. Right. Like, they met at the bar, they went back to his place, they had sex, she bit his neck. No real fangs or anything, but, like, that's what happened. Like, almost just, like, happens naturally sometimes, you mean? Yeah. Okay. And then, I don't think they ever saw each other again after that, correct? No, because at the very end, she's like, Peter, right? And he's like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, Brett, I am pleased to announce we are at my favorite scene of the movie. Okay. This is the next day he's at work, and he still doesn't have that fucking contract. Like, what the fuck is Alva's problem? <laughs> what? How hard is it to find a goddamn contract in a file? And then, I forget, I think it would already happened, where the therapist is like, well, yes, very no. true. No, that didn't happen yet, oh, don't worry. Okay, because I do not want to miss that part. Okay, go ahead. And you just hear, he's at his desk, he's mad, he's looking at his empty desk with no contract, and he goes, <laughs> Alva, in, in about that tone. <laughs> You know, she's not going to hear. Alva. Alva. And it gets louder and louder and louder. But still with that tone. The volume increases, but the tone remains the same. And this poor woman, it cuts to her office, like, once she starts hearing it, like, out in, like, the bullpen area, like, with everyone. And she just looks terrified, as she should be, as we're about to find out. (laughs) At this point, he's screaming in his office, Alva! Like, everyone in the whole office is looking up into his office while he's screaming. Like, it's at the top of his lungs at this point. <laughs> and he goes from, like, power walking out of his office, Alva! And he jumps onto the desk next to her, points down <laughs> There he goes, there you are! Found you! (laughs) (laughs) And then she she pops up and goes running. (laughs) (laughs) He takes off after her and out into the hallway in front of everybody. (laughs) Oh yeah, like pushing past people in the hallway. uh, Papers are flying. Oh, it's great. And Alva chases after her. Where are you going? <laughs> and they end up in the women's bathroom, and he goes in. There's some old, like, grizzled lady who's been in this, like, publishing company for 50 years. You can tell she's like, what's he doing in here? What's he doing in here? Are you okay? And, and then like, she just goes about her business. Yeah. And Alva's like, I have a gun. I will use it. And then, like, he apologizes. He's snapping in and out of being nice. He's like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure whatever. And, like, that's the end of it. But that scene is should go down in history. It should be in a museum on repeat. I I will fuck with Liz sometimes, where it's like we're sitting beside each other, and I'm like, Liz. 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 (laughs) And then she's like, yes, what? Liz! It's like, I know what you're doing. And then we cut to a meeting with all the higher-ups at the office, and they're all just laughing about it. Isn't corporate culture great? Oh, yeah, where they're all like, she asked me for a raise. <laughs> so, was there anything written about me on the bathroom walls? <laughs> See, this is American Psycho before American Psycho. It really is. They're about to exchange business cards. 
Yeah. Let, let me see Alva's business card as he fumbles and looks at it. It's written on a piece of scrap paper. I'm sorry, Mr. Lowe, I couldn't find my business card. <laughs> he gets home, and there's a stay-out-of-my-life note, like, taped to the apartment door, and he proceeds, like every great movie, to trash his apartment. Yes. Where, uh, well, he goes up, and he sees himself in the mirror. And he freaks out because all of a sudden he's like, where am I? Where am I? And then, but you see him in the mirror and then he, I guess he's like, okay, I'm a vampire now. It's true. And trashes the apartment. Dude, at this point in the movie, for real though, you don't know if he's actually turning into a vampire or not. Yeah, well, at this point is when I start to really question it, like the first couple of times I saw the movie, because you see his reflection. Yeah. But you wonder, did he see something in it that, like, we did it, yeah. and that's what's going on. Very true. Um, at therapy, he talks about the whole office freakout, and this is where he spazzes at the idea that it may have been misfiled. Oh my god, it's like, and, and she's like, the entire time the therapist is like, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know, sometimes things are misfiled. He's like, how can things be misfiled? It just goes in simple alphabetical order. A, B, C, D. E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. It's like yes, very very good, Mister Low. You know your alphabet. I've never misfiled anything in my whole life. I've never misspelled a word. It's like I, I bet you haven't. I love that he's yelling at her. Like, where is it? You know, I can't possibly tell you where the, where it is. It's like, huh? Therapy, bunch of shit. <laughs> he's at work the next day in sunglasses he's becoming a vampire and we get some more alba stuff him just this isn't anything too great we've already seen the first best part and that's well, all is this when she's gonna be leaving for the day and oh no this is where she calls in sick isn't it no this isn't that yet okay um i think this is actually the miserable job one i don't know but okay. uh, after work at night, he's walking home, he sees a cross, and he falls over in pain because <laughs> he's a vampire. And he drops all of his groceries all over the ground, where, like, then a good Samaritan runs up to him and is like, Sir, like, you forgot all your groceries! Your food! <laughs> Dude, it's that guy's lucky day, because he doesn't take it. He just got a whole, like, armful of groceries. Oh yeah, he got, like, a giant loaf of bread. Who knows what else is in there? Yeah. We get Rachel returns, tell me you love me, bites him again. Then after the sex slash bite, whatever they do, he's watching Nosferatu. Oh my god. Yes, I love this part so much. Where it's basically, now Peter Lowe is like, I need to be a vampire. At this point, I think everything's a delusion. Like, all this is in his head. He's sitting there alone at this point, is is what I'm thinking. So he's just like, Okay, what do I know about vampires? Let me look at my DVD collection. Oh, yes, Nosferatu. (laughs) And he puts it in, and then from here on out, the entire time, he is doing a Nosferatu impression. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it is so good. (laughs) To the point where the next morning he wakes up. One, we get this weird where he's in the shower and he's acting like Rachel's there. 
and she's not, and he's once again surprised by this. But then he's at his stove, and he sees a cockroach, because it's a New York apartment. Right. And he grabs it, and he eats it. Yeah, and this is almost a thing of, he's more of a Renfield than a Dracula. Like, he thinks that he's Nosferatu, but you're Renfield. You're the creature that Dracula created. Yeah. Because he's the one that ate the bugs and the mice and whatnot, you know? Yeah, in honestly many different versions, yes. Yeah. Now, do you know about this scene? Oh, I don't know. Oh, is it a real cockroach? It's a real cockroach, oh, yes. Bravo, Nicolas Cage. Despite all my rage, I'm still just Nicolas Cage. And not only is it a real cockroach, it was Nicolas Cage's idea and insistence that he eats <laughs> a real cockroach. I just really <laughs> think my character would eat a fucking cockroach. Well, he said, he's like, it will really gross people out. They will remember that scene. And he's oh, not yeah. wrong. And here's the thing. They had to do two takes, though. Oh, shit. He's like, God fucking damn it. You, you better <laughs> fucking get this take right. And here's even the worst part. They went with the first take. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> He's just like, goes to the director. He's like, I think you should do a take two. I didn't have lunch. Well, no, the director thought they needed to do the second take. And at this point, Nicolas Cage had already eaten a cockroach. He probably didn't want to again. Yeah. They did another take. And then they just went with the first one anyway. Oh, that's so cool. At work that day, Alva has called off sick. Yes. Where uh, Peter is sitting in his office with the sunglasses on again. And he, yes. he he has windows in his office. He can see Alva's not sitting there. And I love you can see like the secretary like joking around outside until he calls. And then it, everything gets very serious. It's like, yes, Mr. Lowe. It's like, could you send Alva in here, please? It's like, oh, she called <laughs> off today, sir. Oh, did she? Yes, a very bad code. A bad code. Thank you. <laughs> and then we cut to Alva's house for a minute, and her mother's yelling at her to go. She's not really sick. She's like, I can't be around this man anymore. Honestly, she should get a restraining order against him, but yeah. that's her. That's whatever. It's just like extremely weird generational thing of like, you're lucky to have a job. How dare you take a single day off? It's like, mom, she he chased me into the bathroom and was threatening me over a file. It's like, it's your fault. <laughs> but anyway, we're, oh, he, she's ironing like a shirt. Like, you know, it's her day yeah. off. She's not dressed for work. She's wearing a bra. She's ironing a shirt. And then looks out her window <laughs> and Peter is taking a cab to her apartment and is just staring in the window, holding some bagged soup. And he goes over a bridge. So do you think he's going into like Jersey or something? No, there's, I mean, Manhattan's an island, so okay. there's bridges everywhere. Because he goes over, like, a bridge or two. So he's, like, going into, like, not the suburbs, but he's going out of town for sure. Where he, She takes the subway home every day, so no, it's on Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's another thing they mentioned during the meeting. It's like, oh, yeah, I heard she has a gun. She takes the subway into work. I don't blame her. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, how scary is it to live in the city? And he's so overly nice. But the most important thing is your health, Ed. But 
I, I don't know. Are you feeling okay? Like, you can come into work? Oh, I'll be honest. I wasn't sick. I was just so upset about not being able to find the file. Oh, no. Don't worry. The file will be found. Let's go. And he's so creepy over nice, but she yeah. smiles. She's accepting this peace offering. She gets ready, and they both get in the cab. And like, he's going back into his, like, almost act of, like, your chariot awaits. And I also love where he's like, Elva, look! Soup! And he's, like, shaking instant <laughs> soup at her window. And then, yeah, that's where he's like, yeah, I didn't want to go into work because of the file. He's like, oh, we can lose him as a client. It doesn't matter. What matters is you and that you're happy at work. You cherry to wait. How about we go into work now? And then, like you said, like she goes and gets ready. As Almost as soon as they get back in the cab, everything turns. Oh, he starts freaking out. He's like, when we get back, you're going to find that file. I don't care how long it takes. Yeah, and then he starts screaming. He's like, you're going to find that fucking file! And starts, like, coughing up his, like, like he's coughing and, like, hacking. And she's like, are you okay, Mr. Lowe? And this is one of my the funniest lines that gets me every time. It's like, shut up, bitch! <laughs> I just love the delivery, and that's the main, like, huge big turn of, like, he was super nice guy that came and got you for work. And I was like, you better fucking make this worth it. But she asked for the cab to pull over at the garage that her brother works at. Like, I just had to give my brother something. Okay, whatever. Uh, pull over. She goes in. She's obviously panicked. And she asked for bullets for the gun that she had. I guess she's been carrying around an unloaded gun. But all he has are blanks for some reason. And that's what he gives her. <laughs> we get the line. Because she's taken forever in there. Where is that little cunt? <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking funny. Where he's just a throwaway thing of, like, he's talking to the cabbie. Like, can you believe her? <laughs> um, they both arrive at work, finally. Well, you know what and... the fucked up, super fucked up thing is? She gets back in the cab with the man. Yeah, well, now she has a gun that's loaded, granted yeah, but with blanks. But... You got out. Why? What's the big, like, quit. Go find another job. Yeah, true. I mean, I guess that's the plan, but until that point... Yeah, Jesus. He's in the bathroom at work, and, oh, Christ, where am I? <laughs> he's starting to realize he's a vampire, and someone starts yelling, you're in the bathroom, can you shut up? Yeah, and I was like, you're, you're in the bathroom, can you take your play to the women's room? Is there something like that? <laughs> he's told Alva she's going to be there all night until that file is found. He's in his office all night, too, and Rachel appears in his office with him. But as she's there, Alva knocks on the door, because she finally, this whole movie, she's found the contract. We can all celebrate oh, now, right? I love her, like, 30 seconds of joy that she gets, of where she's looking through the files, she's going paper by paper. It's to the point of, like, the night person is, like, sweeping around her. All the lights are off. She finally finds the contract and, like, holds it, and she, like, saves a, she basically says a prayer. Like, thank you, Jesus. And then goes to the door, and then, I guess but it's... If you've never seen it, it's like Willy Wonka. It's Charlie finding a yeah. golden ticket. Or it's like, no, you get nothing! Good day, <laughs> sir! <laughs> Well, I love, like, it's almost that, like, Peter's pissed off that Alva interrupted him because he opens the door and he, she's like, Mr. Lowe, I found the contract. Look, you're happy, right? He's like, 
it's just too late, Alva. It's like, no, it's it's not too late. What do you mean it's too late? It's not too late. He's like, too late. Too late. Too late. And starts chasing her while screaming too late. And it's the exact same scene from before. She goes running through the office. Wait, no, wait, down no, this has the head, the head turn. His head is bouncing from side to side with the floppy <laughs> hair swaying. Dear listeners, if you have never seen Vampire's Kiss and you made it this far... Please search the Nicolas Cage chase scenes, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, this is an episode, like, I wish we had video for. Of So I could do, because so much of it is the hand gestures and the head tilts and stuff. And I'm doing all of that, but no one's seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) He chases her and she runs, like, I guess into, like, the storage area. And she pulls the gun. Go ahead, shoot me. She goes, I will, I will shoot you. And she fires some warning shots. It goes, shoot me, not the floor, god damn it. Yeah, and, it's like, me, Alpha, me. And this is where it gets kind of dark. She's like, are you going to rape me? And he says, yes, I am. I think just to get her to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. Th- and then he does doesn't. like, he does like Gene Simmons tongue at her. Where he's immediately like, yes, I am. Blah, 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 blah. And then he knocks her down and bites her and his mind sees Rachel there. This is the first time that we know it's definitely not her. This is clearly him seeing her. Right. And look, the story tells us that he also raped her at this point. We don't see anything to that, but it is brought up. That's all. That was my whole content thing at the beginning. Yeah, like he tears her like top open, but she still has a bra on. He still stays completely dressed as from what we can see, but I'm guessing they cut away and then cut back. Thank God they didn't show that because how much of more of a downer would it be to show it as well? Where it's like this movie, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, I didn't know that's what was insinuated until they said later. Yeah, I thought it was almost like he just bit her, and that's the thing. Because then he's, like, down at her and, like, pawing at her, like, Elva, I'm a vampire! (laughs) And then he takes the gun and he shoots himself twice. We know they're blanks. Yeah. He thinks he's an immortal vampire. (laughs) He's like, oh no, the transformation is complete! Now I must Nosferatu walk around town! And here's where we get him running through the streets yelling, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Running by, like, everyone on the street, everyone's turning around to look at him, being like, oh, it's a New York crazy. Yeah, exactly. No one pays him any mind. He shows back up at his apartment and smashes all of his mirrors. He covers his window and he sleeps. He turns his couch upside down and sleeps under it like a coffin. (laughs) He's like, I can't come in. I don't know where to get a coffin. What do I do? I don't have the internet to search coffins.com. I have this couch. Um, Rachel shows up at this moment and says, you're mine forever, you know what you have to do. And then we cut him going down to the novelty shop. Oh my god. Whatever this is, and this is him shopping for vampire teeth. Where the no- he goes into like the novelty, like a cult shop. And he's like, I want vampire teeth. And the shop owner's like, these are the best ones I have. They're made out of porcelain or something. I forget exactly what they were made out of. It's like a good sturdy material very lifelike there's even a little yellowing to the teeth he's like how much and he's like twenty dollars 
And he looks, he has like $5. He's like, I want something less. He's like, oh yes, I have some cheapies. And literally hands him those plastic white vampire fangs you used to get when you were a kid at like Halloween. Yeah, and he goes, I'll take those teeth. And I love how he goes running out of the store and like past people, like pushes them out of the way where he's just so excited to go put his teeth in, in the park where he like rips the bag open. He rips the package open, puts the teeth in and the media is just like, <laughs> we get the him catching a pigeon scene. Oh <laughs> he's just chasing after a pigeon forever. And then he brings, he catches one, puts it in his coat in front of people again. No one cares. What brings, the hell would you think if you were walking and you saw a man wearing the Halloween vampire teeth, chasing a pigeon, catches one and stuffs it under his coat, looks around nervously and runs away? I'm honestly also not saying a single word and being like, you do you, man. <laughs> but it cuts back to his apartment that is now covered in feathers and he's and burping and like gagging while because he ate a pigeon whole. Yes. Well, I think he drank his blood. I thought he, like, drank its blood and then also kind of, like, ate it and whatnot, it seemed. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. But then he goes to bed in the coffin, because it must be morning at this point. Well, yeah, he's setting an alarm for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next night, he goes back out, still wearing the teeth, goes to a nightclub and punches a bouncer to get in. Oh yeah, he just forces his way into the nightclub where everyone's waiting. And it's even like you got the two Night at the Roxbury guys in there being like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> that's what it seems like. like. That's what it reminds me of. I can we see it. are going to the Roxbury. And then here comes Nicolas Cage covered in blood already. <laughs> he's flirting with a girl. And honestly, the teeth are a good game for him because it's silly. She's laughing. He's making like the little biting motions he's, at he's her. He's like, ay, 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 doing that thing. Yeah. And she's laughing. You know, it's cute, whatever. But then like he cops a feel when she smacks him. And then he like just holds her down and bites her. And when I mean bites her, I mean like rips out a chunk of her throat with his teeth. And here's the thing, he doesn't even use the vampire teeth, because when he's done, we see him put him back in. Yeah, he takes out his vampire teeth to do this the right way. I guess he's like, well, eventually they're coming. Yeah. And she's laying there, she's dead. Rachel appears to him again and takes his teeth out. You disgust me, Peter. She has a new man. And he's, he's so upset about this. I love, like, this is now, he's like, Nicolas Cage is covered in blood. He's super disheveled. His suit's all over the place. His hair's a mess. And he's like, why don't you love me? And, like, dapper, like, vampire man comes in and, like, grabs Rachel by, like, the waist. And is like, what's going on here, babe? Like, let's go and get a protein shake and then get out of here. It's like... It's like this ultimate, like, Chad guy comes walking in. He's like, why do you love him? He's like, look at yourself. <laughs> I mean, she has a point, but it's all in his head anyway. But then the real Rachel was in the club, in the biggest coincidence ever, and he sees her and starts yelling at her, and the guy she's with is like, hey, what's the problem? He goes, I know her. Like, oh, Peter, right? Yes! Yes! Vampire! And he grabs her <laughs> mouth, like, to look at her teeth, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And, like, throws him off of her, 
and they throw him out into the, the out of the club, out into the street. And of course, this attracts some people watching, people waiting to get into the club. They see him, and they see him wear the teeth, and he's yelling and hissing, and they start holding up like the finger crosses to him, not <laughs> not like because they think he's a vampire, because like. This dude's dressed as a vampire. And he's, like, hissing and shrinking away at them holding up the crosses at him. He's like, does anyone have a gun? Shoot me, shoot me, I'm a vampire! No! Not the cross! (laughs) (laughs) The sun starts coming out, and he screams and starts running. Yeah, and I I know here eventually... Well, this is, I think, where it cuts back to Alva goes and tells her brother what's happened. Exactly, because she's crying at him, tells her brother what happened, and he's gonna go, and they go, basically, instead of cutting back and forth, they go and they stake out his apartment and wait for him to show back up. Right, and that this, now, Nicolas Cage, Peter Lowe, is running around the street, finds, like, a wooden pallet that has, like, a kind of stake-like shape to it, breaks it apart, now he's just running around with this piece of wood. Trying to get people to kill him. He hands people with a, kill me! Yeah. <laughs> Just run away. But I love where he runs into the wall. And now all of a sudden, he's at his therapist's office again. Still with a piece of wood. But he's like completely back to normal again. And he's dapper, man. He's super well-spoken at therapy and everything. Like he's like giving a show. Like he's standing yeah. on the like the little windowsill talking, waving his board around. But very like eloquent, well-put-together. And it cuts back and forth between in his head and him at therapy and him in real life just like bumbling around mumbling to himself. Like, well, he's literally just man mumbling to himself on street corner where people are like kind of pushing by him of like, oh, don't get too close to him. And like he's talking to his doctor, everything in his hind. And like, Peter, why didn't you tell me all this was going on? I, The two of you are exactly the same. The two of us. I have another patient going through the exact same thing. In fact, here she is now, and introduces him to Sharon. Yeah, where it's like, um, hi, I'm Sharon. I love poetry, and I love long weekends in the country, and I love something else. And he's like, I love all those things, too. Oh, she's a perfect girl for him, 100%. And he confesses to the rape and murder, but his doctor... Peter, don't worry about it. People get murdered here every day. It's New York. You two just go enjoy your life. I'll deal with the police. It's like, out, out, out. I got this. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Alva and his brother see him stumbling home and like with his wooden <laughs> plaque and everything. And I love by the time he's made it back to his apartment, he's already having a fight with Sharon in his head. And once they get into the apartment, it's blown up huge and they're scream he's screaming at her, even though she's not real and everything. Oh, why'd you have to become a vampire? Does that mean we can't have kids? I've known you for fucking ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But he's in there yelling and mumbling and finally goes back into his couch coffin. The brother breaks into the main part of the apartment with a tire iron, lets himself in, goes into Peter's apartment and lifts the couch up. He has to be thinking, wait, let's back this up and think what Alva's brother's thinking. One, he wants to kill this man for obvious reasons. Rightfully so. But what is he thinking when he enters his apartment and sees... This man laying under an overturned couch, like, and all the windows crossed out, the mirrors smashed. Like, yes, we. What the fuck is this? 
Yeah, the ap apartment is completely trashed. There's garbage and debris everywhere. Yeah. But Peter, like, holds the stake up <laughs> to his chest and, like, like motions for Alva's brother to stake him through the heart. <laughs> Alva's and brother's finally, like, fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, finally someone who takes him up on his offer and shoves this plank <laughs> of wood, which, right through Peter's chest, and kills him. It goes, like, comically into his chest where they this is a large piece of wood and he's laying on the floor he is not five foot thick all of a sudden it's at like like the very end of this board like they cut it in a quarter and held that up to his chest and he's covered in blood like ah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh vampire form rachel appears like over the skyline and says something and then credits yeah and that's fucking Vampire's Kiss. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one. <laughs> oh, there's so many just lines that I think about, like, at least once a week sometimes. Of, like, every once in a while, just like, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Like, pops into my head. <laughs> I like the, there you are! Found you! Elva! <laughs> <laughs> Or my, or just like the shut up, bitch. <laughs> like for some reason, that one kills me every time. It's great. <laughs> Movie's so fun. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah ah ah. All right. If you're new, the throbbing with horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. We add them to our grand total of all the movies we've done. The last episode we did was Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine left us with a count of the dead of 1,042. Where do you think Vampire's Kiss brought us? I'm going to say two. Two? That would bring us to 1,044. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yes. Woman <laughs> at the nightclub and Peter. Yes, uh, We know the what... woman at the nightclub is real and not as head because we see the newspaper headline, Bizarre Nightclub Murder. Which I do love that little detail that they throw in there of like, oh, okay, that one actually happened. Yeah. So, yep, two brings us to 1,044. You are think I think you're on, like, a three-episode win streak right now. Well, yeah, because I got both Friday the 13th movies, and now this one. So, yeah, I'm doing good again. Yeah, I don't remember if you got Deep Red or not. But, yeah, you're I on a win streak either. here. Yeah, woo! <laughs> well, every week, Greg does his Count of the Dead, ah, 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 which is very fitting for this one, because they're both vampires. Yes. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. Thunderbolt! Thunderbolt! <laughs> um, basically, my rating system is 1 is the worst, 10 is the best, and I pick something from the movie to rate the movie. And I don't come up with that thing until right now. And I'm trying to think what's good for Vampire's Kiss. This is another movie where it's completely devoid of food. Yeah, there's some really good things in here that you can oh, use. Oh, yeah. Them. But of my very first thing I go to is, like, was there food in the movie? And this is another one of, like, no, they didn't fucking eat. Unless you count a pigeon. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Jobs. Jobs? I thought you were going to go Vampire Teeth. Uh, vampire Teeth could, would be a good one. But I don't know what... I mean, I guess... No, no, you already said Jobs. I don't want to include... And then that. I'm but not rating from Dimension Z. Okay. A number one job, the worst kind of job. Think about your least favorite job. I remember working at Bob Evans as a host, 
and I was extremely hungover to the point of, I think I was still drunk. And all of a sudden the manager comes up to me and is like, Hey, uh, the head of the entire, like the president of the corporation is coming to our brand new store. You need to open the door for him and give him a big smile. And I can still taste the whiskey I drank last night on my breath. And I'm just like, I'm making $7 an hour. Like, fuck you. So I definitely (laughs) open the door and it's like, welcome to Bob Evans. Hi, Mr. Boss. And he like stared at me for a second and went by. I fucking hate. That's one of the worst days I can remember. So I already felt like shit. And now they want me to like perform. I'm like, that's not happening. (laughs) Okay. A number 10 job. I mean, I guess that would be like a dream job. And for me, that would be watching movies and being able to talk about them. Okay. So what we do, but getting paid. Exactly. And getting paid a living wage where I live in a million dollar mansion like Henry Zabrowski does. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to give Vampire's Kiss a good 8 out of 10 jobs. Okay. Uh, it's one that I enjoy every time I watch it. There's definitely some lull periods that could kind of be shortened up a bit. Every once in a while, it'll hold on a skyline for no reason. And it's not like the, from like 1979 Nosferatu, where it's like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're setting an atmosphere. This one, it's like, I feel like you're padding for time, but I don't know why, because this is already an hour and 40 minute movie. I don't know. I get holding on the New York City skyline establishes everything. I get it. Well, I also, I I guess I can't knock that because you saw me the one time I got anywhere near New York City. And I was like, oh my God, look, it's real. (laughs) Um, I went six jobs out of ten. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I have a great time watching it. I mean, I don't think it's anything like that's going to blow your mind, but yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's fun. It's more than just a meme, even though, like, the meme is hilarious and I love it. It's so much, it's transcended that of it's still a great movie. And to think of the fact that it's still around and referenced today. And this is a movie from 88. Yeah, dude, anytime we get to talk Nick Cage movies, I'm always happy. Oh, yeah. And he has a few more uh, horror movies. I recently saw Wicker Man for the first time. Oh, I've seen that one, yeah. yeah. The bees! <laughs> oh, you want to talk about next week? Yeah, what are we doing next week, Greg? Next week is a first-time watch for both of us, is The Witch. Yes, The Vivitch. I'm very excited for the goat movie. Yeah, so that'll be next week. I'm, I like anytime we have a, a double first-time watch. Those are a lot of fun. Oh yeah, me too. And this is one I've always meant to watch. It just hasn't happened yet, so I'm glad that it's finally like being forced to happen. And Exactly. Like, That's how I feel on it too. I forget who directed The Witch or who did it. But Robert um, Eggers. Or... Oh, is he the same guy that did The Lighthouse? Yeah. Oh, I love The Lighthouse. Okay. Someone asked him about like what's the most difficult thing about like making the movie. He's like, Don't work with goats. You cannot train a goat. You just have to hope the goat does what you want and just keep filming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be next week for episode 96, The Witch. Yes, I'm excited. Me too. All right, well, we hope that Vampire's Kiss has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, uh, it seems you've survived another fright. 
Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare. <laughs>